All right, so there you had Premier Sitle Zikalala, and he is out at the factories, as I was saying earlier on. And um, yeah, they're there to, he says, stabilize the, the situation. And if you own any of those factories, you're like, but why now? Why come today when everything has burnt to the ground? Um, we know that oftentimes when government officials need to get around, the security sweeps that are done to the area um, are so intense that if he had decided to go there yesterday, they would have made a plan for it to be safe enough for him to go. But anyway, let's not have that conversation. Uh, Dr. Lehotla, let me come back to you and bring you back into the, the conversation. And, and yeah, unfortunately, yeah. you know, part of, part of what we're seeing is that uh, more and more of the government officials are going out to these areas that have been devastated and uh, talking about restoring order, restoring stability. Uh, so much has been lost. It, it, it really comes after the fact, after there's nothing left to steal. Yes, I think uh, where there is no vision, uh, nations uh, perish. Uh, even the Somalis uh, had hope. Uh, but that hope has been very elusive for the last uh, number of years. Um, in Rwanda, where there was no hope in 1994, and we were imbuing with hope at that point in time. 27 years later, Rwanda is miles apart uh, from where we are as South Africa. If one thinks about the incarceration of uh, Nelson Mandela as a representative figure of struggle for 27 years, mm. the 27 years of misrule, or at least the 12 years of misrule uh, of the country, and then which brings the other 27 years, where we are now, we must be thinking hard about what about the next 27 years, so that we could look at South Africa uh, through a telescope of 81 years. What should we say about the 81 years? And that uh, step into that 81 years, that's today, about the children that are born today, what should they see in the next 27 years? Mm. That's mm. really the kind of discussion we must have. And that discussion must talk about South Africans. And that 27 years should extend to probably 100 years. Because, you see, the problem is when people have their children and their relatives and their loyalists around them, they can't think beyond the next few years of those. But if we put our gaze further away, we then start thinking about the nation. And what has been happening all this time mm. has been thinking about ourselves, our immediate uh, children, and so on and so on without thinking about uh, the nation at large. So when you think about the nation at large, you have to think about uh, an education policy. You have to think about a health policy. You have to think about an industrialization policy. You have to think about economic policies. That will work for the nation. Mm. But uh, what has characterized us has been policies that are directed for policy, for personal gain, rather than for the national good. And I think it's a wake-up call. So... In this wake-up call, we shouldn't waste a good crisis. The crisis is gifted. It's here now. We have to say, how are we going to go out of it? And how will the society at large 
feel the impact of those things that have to come out. I've been on this platform a number of times saying the reconstruction and recovery plan by the government is not going to solve the problems of unemployment. Mm. So it will not lead to an inclusive society. And for parliament to have applauded and said that the plan is not right, we've got to go back and investigate that thoroughly and come up with a plan that makes for difference. And this is the commitment that the president made when this pandemic started, that the future will be different. And we have to hold him to that which is different. That means we ourselves as society have to come up with suggestions, options that makes that difference. It can't be the president who says this is the difference, he's the leader. But where the solutions must come should be from the ground and say this is the difference we want. We want the difference that provides us jobs. We want the difference that makes education, high-quality education, accessible to all. Because once we have a differentiated education, the education for the rich and the education for the poor, we'll never get out of this mess. Mm. Dr. Lehutla, when you look at the way in which um, the the looting and the destruction of property has taken place over the last couple of days, of course, we've had a lot more happen than what we had when we're starting the week on Sunday or Monday. Has it changed your views at all about why we are seeing these, this violence in the way that it is being carried out? Violence begets violence. So the, 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 the burning of the country, the trucks uh, at Moy River, uh, was uh, violence, but could have been contained by 10 soldiers had it been attended to. Because, as you said, that uh, the kind of uh, surveillance, uh, the kind of, uh, um, uh, yes, surveillance that would have happened if the premier were to visit anything, is the kind of analysis that should have been made, given what we knew. You would have put options and say, if this happens, what do we do? If that happens, what do we do? What are the precautionary measures that we should take? Certainly, it was quite obvious that something would happen subsequent to the arrest of uh, President Zuma, mm. former President Zuma. And there should have been <laughs> contingency plans for that. Deployment of soldiers, deployment of police all over, yes, precautionary measure uh, to ensure that uh, these matters don't uh, go overboard. Because in the absence of those kind of things in place, when this starts, you don't have a backup to snip them in the bud. So uh, this raised and raised and raised, and then, of course, uh, we come after the fact all the time. Mm, mm. So it shows at the heart of it the absence of the capacity to anticipate, the absence of the ability to plan. And that's characteristic of our state. So what should we do? We really have to think about hard about how do we model ourselves? How do we model society? But the pandemic taught us a number of things that all citizens could be engaged in discussing the pandemic, knowledgeable or not knowledgeable. Society really got involved. And then the scientists started modeling uh, the pandemic and how it will manifest itself and how you can. Now, for the first time, you see government saying, yes, we model, we are involved in science. 
But, of course, they are not so much involved in science in its totality. Because when you are involved in science, science as a, a discipline should cut across all disciplines, across a government actions. Mm, it mm. is still very much secluded to the modeling for, 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 for vaccine, not for uh, security. It shows. Not for economic development. It shows. So we really need to adopt uh, tools of foresight and anticipation. I mean, it's so sad that it, this is Mandela month. And when President Mbeki was in Polokwane and asked the question, how are we going to honor them, those who paid through limb and life, when we celebrate the 100 centenary celebrations of the ANC? And by centenary celebrations of the ANC was not only 2014, but it meant all the years of 2012, it was not 2014, but 2012, it meant all the years that followed 2012. In another country, in another world, this would be the years of consolidation, the years of uh, liberation, the years of jobs for all, the years for uh, an educated society. But all that carefully structured, carefully structured possibility for coexistence among races mm. has now been destroyed. Racism and uh, enclaved by race are deepening and racial prejudices are rising. We need to deal with that. And one of the opportunities that this presented was the Fismas Fall, where the elites, future elite of the country, and not elitists, but future elite of the country, were joining hands and saying, Fismas must fall. Not for the poor, not for the rich, but fees must fall for all students. What happened? The politicians went in there, destroyed that movement. And the students got nothing out of it. They went to campaign for the election. And the election manifesto said nothing about education. It was all about water, sanitation, and so on. Not about the, 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 the struggles of students mm. who are the future. We should have used that stadia of convergence of all races to see what does South Africa need for the future. It must have been a wake-up call for all of us. That was a continuation of Soweto 1976. But because we don't have tools of foresight, because we don't have foresight inherently in ourselves, we sort of short-termism. And this is what we are getting. And it's very difficult to recreate the organic nature and the organic unity that existed in the movement for FISMAS Fall, mm. which in itself, you see, I'm raising this because that's the only space in the FISMAS Fall where South Africans are represented in significant numbers. Uh, and they are together for a number of years, three, four years, with the freedom of academy to look at different things and ask how South Africa should look. The rest are already predetermined. We are ratified by where we stay. We are ratified by where we work. We are ratified by all kinds of things. The only space that could allow digestion of our complex society and projects forward is the university. And it had three important things. The numbers of students there represented by race, their intellectual capability to look mm -hmm. at things, their usefulness to think about the future South Africa 100 years from now. If we worked on that kind of program to define what South Africa is needed, I'm sure we would actually 
have started a better day, and 2016 fees must fall. The continuation of Sowetu 1976 was such a platform. We destroyed it. We'll continue our conversation with Dr. Badi Lehotla, the former statistician general, as he weighs in on this particular moment. Let's take a quick break. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Hey, you know you can now you can now stream non-stop this winter with Rain's unlimited 5G home Wi-Fi promo. Upgrade your home Wi-Fi to Rain's unlimited 5G standard for just 479 a month. For the first 3 months, it's down from 699 or Rain's unlimited 5G premium for just 699 a month for the th- first 3 months, down from 999. No contracts, both offers include a free to use router and free delivery from rain now from rain.co.za t's and c's apply rain your unlimited data network hashtag sfm talking point we continue the conversation with Dr. Badile Hotla, the former statistician general of the country. Dr. Lehotla, when we look at the scale of of the impact, a lot has been lost over the last couple of days and we'll only know the full extent in perhaps the next month or even two to come. How do we rebuild and get out of the situation? Well, I think that we have to... uh, Nations and their human beings are slaves of hope. Um, And uh, that being slaves of hope uh, reassures us that there will be a better tomorrow. But a better tomorrow, while it is crafted in dreams and thought of in dreams, it's anchored in reality. And the reality is in the plan. It's in the definition of that what that future is. And followed by a plan that is anchored in evidence and numbers, not just wishy-washy stuff. So let me say that uh, this happens at the time when tomorrow we are going to have Indulam Meti Day. Mm-hmm. And in this Indulam Meti Day, which will be addressed by President Matante, it was long planned and uh, it happens to coincide with the middle of the crisis. I think uh, there is a real reflection on this, uh, which looks at uh, what scenarios we are, we are following, we are in, which I have said with Guarabara. But then what pathways can we secure to get out of this Guarabara situation? Mm. And this is what we are discussing tomorrow in Indulamete, around what are the pathways that the country can follow in order to get out of this crisis. Of course, this additional destruction, which is massive, uh, will be an additional burden, but it found us already burdened uh, by more things of the pandemic, both the pandemic of unemployment and poverty inequality and the pandemic, which is a health pandemic. Now, uh, a pandemic of response uh, to these two pandemics uh, that are putting pressure on cells, and then the pandemic of poor politics, of bad politics. So all this together will be discussed tomorrow and Indeed, a pathway around how do we get out of this 
And what are this? What is this pathway? I don't want to steal tomorrow's thunder, mm. but uh, we've repeatedly said this. This is about what are the policies? An assessment and evaluation of the policies is crucial as to whether they will deliver. Doctor, L- yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Doctor Lehota, in acknowledging in acknowledging the deep inequality that the country is facing, the deep poverty levels that some in our country have been condemned to, and then looking at the ways in which this violence has been taking place. How do we have this conversation in a way that doesn't seem to be justifying the criminality or even making excuses for the criminality? No, the, the, the criminality is there, but uh, you see, the criminality doesn't uh, just terminate uh, today. Criminality is opportunistic, and we have to create opportunities for it to fester. Those opportunities have there, been there. I mean, the ANC has never called to order its members, and there's a ruling party. The, the sheep, the, 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 the fish got rotten from the head. So uh, criminality was a, a, a character of the party anyway. So uh, it cannot be excused and it has to be dealt with uh, simultaneously as we'll deal with the issues of poverty and inequality and poverty and then unemployment. Uh, those things uh, are real and people are hungry. But hungry people and poor people are not necessarily criminals. Mm. And criminality affects us around uh, the poor and masquerades uh, as, as poverty. So it, it, we, we've got to, to distinguish uh, that criminality is a parasite. It has a host. The host of criminality is the uh, institutions that impoverish, that create unemployment, that create inequality. That's the host for criminality. So for as long as that, insti- those institutions create those kinds of conditions, criminality will persist. So the discussion tomorrow uh, is about how do we come to a cohesive South Africa and what are the key pillars of that? And those are anchored in policies. Of course, there is the immediacy at the moment of hunger. And what are the immediate relief processes? And one of those we propose is the uh, basic income grant, uh, which is fiscal, fiscal neutral. That's one. The other things that uh, we could actually discuss, and these are things that uh, we, we do do with the Oxford Poverty Human Development Initiative. Uh, President Santos uh, of Colombia got his, uh, his laureate um, laureate, um, uh, Nobel became Nobel laureate because of what he did with the conflict that he had in Colombia, where there was a situation like this in South Africa. And the social compact was built on multidimensionality of challenges. And those multidimensionality of challenges can be measured and agreed upon that these things can be done. And those are the kinds of things that we have to put on the table in South Africa that 
These are the things that we'll have to deal with. They are multidimensional. This is a complex situation. They are multidimensional. And we'll work on all these multidimensional indicators to reduce them. And there must be a compact where everybody signs on. And we've got to build the nation going forward. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be very hard and mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow when we discuss uh, and uh, have our Inglamity uh, Day, this will be on the table. And of course, these things are not... Uh, the preserve of the elites who can speak English. They actually go deep into society. They are instruments that society can use and empower themselves to do their own work. They reside in what you call uh, uh, participatory uh, action research processes where you, you become an advocate for change by living the lives of the people on the ground mm. and mm. for themselves to take up uh, the initiatives, and the all follow. And I think that's what we need. And you can see now that uh, even in the local government elections, this crisis is suggesting that independent individual people with their own organizations will stand for the elections, not the political parties. And that's the beginning of real grassroots democracy. Dr. Lehutla, for those who want to be part of uh, the session tomorrow, is it open to the public? Uh, yes, it's open uh, to the public. Uh, it's, uh, the, the link is on Inglamiti uh, website, which is at Inglamiti, www.inglamiti, um, I can't remember whether it's dot .org or dot .za, but it's Inglamiti uh, a day tomorrow. Okay, so if you want to be part of that particular webinar in Gula Miti, uh, that's the name of the organization. You can just put that into Google. Their website usually comes up when you search for it, and you will be able to find the link for the webinar that they're hosting tomorrow, finding pathways out of this current moment that we're in. And I would imagine that also a lot of reflection about where we are today, where we are right now. And uh, making sense of the moment. Dr. Badilo Hodla, let me thank you so much for uh, your time and for your insights on the talking point.